this is Randy and Sydney Moon and welcome to the Holiday Moons podcast where we share our love for the holidays with you year-round and this is our first podcast in our new every other week format with two topics and, today, and this is Cole, that, and, and Cole I'm going to be comments. leading the family Beth, in a Valentine's Day-themed game as we come up towards the end of January and into uh, kind of one of the only fun parts of the cold, dark month of February. <laughs> well, that's your opinion. <laughs> As always, we start with holiday happenings, and we have a big one happening outside our windows right now. Yep. What is it? We have a winter storm. Oh, that is too funny. And its name, funnily enough, Well, that's because the cat winter that I've mentioned a ton of times Izzy. on the podcast, and I always bring her on camera. Why is that significant? Because we can dress her in little outfits, is Izzy. Yep. I don't I actually don't have her with me right now, which is sad. Unfortunately, we can't pause the podcast where I go and get her, but she's around here somewhere, I'm sure, sleeping, perfectly docile and willing for me to put a little tie or a little scarf on her if I wanted to. Hey, maybe she would need a little scarf given the uh, storm Izzy outside your, uh, your windows there. That's right. Winter Storm Izzy might not be as laid back as your Izzy. We'll wait and see. Yeah, this has been a storm they've been predicting to be a big one on and off for the last several days. I don't know. I think I heard it. the largest total they predicted was, I think, 15, 16 inches. Now it's down to like 6 to 8 inches and some freezing rain overnight. So, yeah, we'll have to see what happens. Yeah, we'll let you know how it is. Now, this is the third snowfall we've had since we recorded last so we actually had a snowfall on the sunday that let's see last sunday and we had monday off other you know, schools were closed and things like that so a bunch of people had off that monday and then tuesday wednesday they gave us a late arrival so three hours late arrival on those two days so that was nice and then friday we had snow thursday night and they gave us off on friday so that was a great way to enter back into the uh, work week. And then this past week, they've been talking about this big storm coming. Tomorrow is Martin Luther King Day in the United States, a great leader in the, in the United States. And we will have that day off as well. But I don't think we'll get any extra time off from work because by then they'll probably have the, the roads cleared, depending on the ice and things. But it's beautiful outside. Uh, we're recording a little bit later in the day, so it's like, you know, getting darker outside, but still light enough to see all the snow falling. It's beautiful. And I'm here at mom and dad's house instead of at my apartment. So the woods are very pretty and it's very pretty to look outside. It is. Very fun to watch. And, and how does Noelle like the snow? Oh, she loves it. Even when we went outside real fast um, for her to go to the bathroom, she kind of paused and noticed the snow on the ground on the concrete. And she immediately started like, running in circles and like like doing that little hop or whatever just kind of skid in the snow yeah so she, she didn't want to so come funny. back you sent us some videos of her playing in the snow from the previous snowstorms yes. as well yeah and she does a little huffing and she runs in circles she, she does. gets so excited she because um sometimes the snow is a bit 
deep. Yeah. Yeah. For her. yeah. And it clumps on her um, fur. It gets a little like yeah. icicle clumps on her. <laughs> so I brought her other coat with her that does a better job protecting her underbelly. And the clumps of snow, I have to um, de-ice her with the hair dryer. Yeah. Which she she's not a fan of. She has little snowballs on her. Yeah. Like a lot of poodles and yeah, a lot she'll, of dogs. She'll get groomed within the next week or so. But yeah, I haven't had a dog in a while. And the dog that we did have previously was a Beagle Basset mix. And I don't remember that. Very short, wiry hair fur. Yes. And a little further off the ground. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay, yes, that's true as well. Yeah. So I did, I did not expect that, but easy fix. Yeah. Yeah, that's fun. And she, I'm glad she likes it so much and isn't afraid of going out in the cold weather. Not at all. <laughs> that is nice. And of course, it's football season. We're coming on to the Super Bowl soon. Um, by the time this comes out, I think the Super Bowl will be set. We noticed, and this is being recorded on the 16th of January, that Reese's, in addition to putting out um, some early Easter things, also put out Reese's footballs yeah which they were right <laughs> like they showed a packaging of a Reese's kind of looked like a football shaped egg with like some hash on it like a, a football with the laces the laces on it uh, that a football would look so we were excited about that we got some of those for each one of us thinking oh that's kind of fun that they did something a little different mm -hmm. what did we find it was an egg. It was an Easter egg. They didn't even bother to make it a football shape. They literally just put Easter eggs inside football packaging yeah. and thought we wouldn't notice. <laughs> I mean, we ate them. Right. But still. Well, the funny thing the of no, the, the no distinction there is that the egg is telltale yeah. a lot oh, wider yeah. at the good. bottom. Whereas a, a football is symmetrical. It comes to two points at the end. So it was so... So obvious that it was an egg. Yes. <laughs> that people were posting yes. pictures of it online. Yes. Like I didn't. You guys told me about this before the podcast, idea, and they, I googled it, and there were a million pictures inside. of people posting the packaging next to the very clear Easter egg inside the the football uh, packaging. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I bet they could sell a lot. Of Reese's footballs throughout the football yeah. season. That's a great idea. Just don't stick Easter eggs in there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. Well, and we are in the throes of football playoff season now. Um, I know that Kelia and I are excited to. She has less invested in them than I am, but some friends from work had really been wanting her to come to this club, and she uh, she had to tell them no. Cole and I. It's the NFL playoffs, so that's that's our uh, our time to to sit down and enjoy American football. This is one of the most televised events in in the United States. I think there was some chart that I saw that said it was like the top twenty or something most televised events in uh, in America, and it was something like a couple of presidential speeches, inauguration parades, and the rest were all football. So. It is basically its own little separate kind of holiday, celebration, yeah, festivity, absolutely. whatever you want to call it here in the U.S. Yep, that's right. Especially coming up on the Super Bowl. And of course, this is coming out shortly before Valentine's Day. And hopefully you, if you're doing something for Valentine's Day, have been planning that. I mean, you've maybe listened to previous podcasts we've put out there for some ideas. Uh, we're going to do a little bit of Valentine's Day, as Cole mentioned, today as well. Uh, but there's lots of Valentine's Day stuff in the stores. 
obviously, you know, kids do a lot of exchanging of the little little hearts. I remember doing that as a kid and, yep. you know, having to go through and try to pick. You get these little packages that are like a mix of different, same kind of theme, but different ones. Some will be more friends, some are a little more, you know, love you kind of thing for like elementary school kind of thing. Right, yeah. Right, so you had to like pick which one you thought your friends would like versus somebody maybe you had a crush on or you thought was cute and, and just yeah. silly stuff like that. And we always used to have bags yeah. mm -hmm. or little boxes that yeah. we decorated in the classroom. So you were supposed to bring one for every person. Yeah. I remember we did it a few years that you didn't have to bring it. It was, you bring it for whoever you wanted. And then some people didn't get any yeah. or very yeah. few, which is sad. always sad. So then they instituted the, you must bring for all or for none. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. And it's not, I mean, you get a bunch in those little packets. Oh yeah, that's right. So. Yeah, yeah. Now um, I was seeing cute mailboxes that kids could decorate, like unicorn know, theme yeah. or shark theme that people can use for that. Yeah, yeah. It's funny how creative it's proliferated. You know, where you yeah. do a lot of different things now. So, and yeah, you know, if you think about what she said, the unicorns you can see like little girls loving that kind of thing. But a shark theme, they're going for the little boys too. Yeah. So little yeah. boys have something to look forward to, so they don't have to just. Do flowers, hearts, and yep. unicorns or yeah, whatever. Yeah, now they have like right. Star Wars, like Valentine's cards too, and things like that yeah. as well. Yeah, there's lots of alternatives for whatever your kids might right. like. Well, my topic is very apropos since Winter Storm Izzy is out there flying around. Meowing around. That's right. I could, if I wanted to right now, go out and make a snowman. Or a snow cat. <laughs> or a snow cat. That's true. If uh, if you were to make a accurate snow Izzy based on the cat, uh, you wouldn't even need to make it upright. You would make it laying down. <laughs> That's right. We could put a little tie on it. Those are easier to make. Yeah, the laying down. Mm -hmm. She's a she's a little bit of a lazy girl. So let's start with the basics. And this is not a trick question. What is a snowman? What do you do when you make a normal snowman? Not a snow cat. Uh. Well, I think it's usually three snowballs of increasingly smaller size as you go up. Usually with a, a bowler hat, a top hat, uh, two sticks for arms, and carrot nose, and usually some rocks or something like that for eyes and a smile. Well, and buttons. Rocks for buttons, too. Yep, that's right. That's the basic snowman. And you can actually purchase, which we did as the kids got a little older, purchase snowman kits so that when you go out you make your snowman and then it comes with the hat the eyes nose and then little cool looking things for mouth and buttons and it's really cute so the name bob Eckstein or Eckstein, how should i say it okay i'm going to say bob Eckstein right now he was a writer and illustrator who spent six years of his life trying to find the world's first snowman. And he detailed his efforts and findings in a 2007 book called The History of the Snowman. So by finding, you mean like go back in history and mm -hmm. see, determine when it first occurred. Exactly. Not actually locating the first snowman. <laughs> right. That would be funny. He wanted to find, he wanted to find a fossilized snowman. <laughs> so... I bring this up because Bob Eckstein continually came up in my research. Okay, now 
Let's do this. Let's name some well-known snowmen. Frosty. Frosty. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. I'm going to check them off as you say them. Frosty the Snowman. Frosty in 1950 was a song, and in 1969, Rankin and Bass had a Frosty cartoon. There's a snowman in Elf. That's right. Mm -hmm. The movie Elf in 2003. It's it's what? Sam, right? Leon. 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 Noel backwards. That's right. In 2003, Leon the snowman gave Buddy some advice before going to New York City, which Santa promptly said, Leon doesn't know anything. He's <laughs> never been anywhere. I think that's probably one of the worst lines in that movie. So Now, there was the snowman that was the narrator in... Um, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, too. Yes, that is exactly right. The snowman narrator was Burl Ives. What other snowman was in the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? The Abominable was in the snowman. Abominable snowman? Well, the Bumble right. is kind of a snowman. He's a snowman. He's like a Yeti. <laughs> exactly. So we're going to go ahead and say the Bumble was also one. <laughs> Okay. One of us is. Michael? I said if you want to pad your list a little bit. <laughs> We're going to include Bumbles in this. Okay? Well, one of us is. Okay. <laughs> oh, are, there, um, are there more snowmen you want us to name? Are there more famous ones? Uh, let's see. Okay. Well, I feel like this isn't on your list, but there's this scary Jack Frost snowman. That is exactly right. I do have that on my list. It's interesting because yeah, that one's terrifying. Michael Keaton's snowman character in the 1998 movie Jack Frost is a reincarnation of a young boy's deceased father, which may not seem like the greatest idea in the first place. But do you remember Roger Ebert? Yeah. He reviewed thousands of movies in his life. He disliked very few of them, but he hated the movie Jack Frost because he hated the snowman. In his 2000 book, I Hated, Hated, Hated the Movie, Ebert wrote, Jack Frost could have been co-directed by Orson Welles and Steven Spielberg and still be unwatchable because of that snowman. The snowman gave me the creeps. Never have I disliked a movie character more. <laughs> so he felt really strongly. It's funny because there was also a horror movie called Jack Frost with an evil snowman, and the snowman, the Michael Keaton snowman, is still scarier to me. <laughs> than the horror movie Snowman. Yeah, you're right, Cole. Yeah. Roger Ebert, too. It was unnerving. Uncanny Valley. I don't know if these would be famous, but Calvin and Hobbes, we've talked about him yeah. a lot, always would make all those snowmen in the comics. That's exactly right. Thank He's you. on there. Calvin's Snow People. Mm. Of all of the creative snowmen slash snow person builders in the world, Six-year-old Calvin of Bill Watterson's comic, Calvin and Hobbes, is the master. Calvin may never have built a normal snowman in the 10-year run of the comic. His snow people were art and illustrations. They were always harassed by his parents, communicated his distaste for eggplant casserole, or poked fun at the art world. And he was hilarious. He would have, for instance, he would have snowmen in the back of his father's car that had fought, like been seemingly run over yeah he was so funny can you remember any well, others that he did he uh he called them snow goons at some point too because he would make all these weird monster snowmen and then have 
like these weird these big like fights with them as they tried to get him and stuff like that so i remember sometimes he would surround his dad's car before his dad would go to work like he would make them overnight or something right with these full-size snowmen where the dad couldn't get out he would yell mm-hmm. for calvin and then sometimes he would make mini ones like mm-hmm. little tiny ones yeah. yeah then that reminds me of another snowman the one from frozen <gasps> Yeah, that wasn't off. brought up yet. And all the little snow buddies or whatever they were. Yeah, watching. true too. Yeah. In 2013, Olaf came mm-hmm. along, and he is a very famous snowman. He is not proportioned quite the way we think of as normal snowmen, but he is awesome, and he is a whole new snowman but the, world but she also made that creature that was the scary one marshmallow marshmallow that's yes. right yes. And, and then she she also made those little ones little snow buddies yeah. is that what they were called mm-hmm. yeah i think so she would sneeze them out though yeah yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah. kind of gross yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little are there more that we haven't forgotten you guys you guys hit a lot of i am really very impressed now there's one more that i i did just think of uh, and Sydney, I'm surprised you didn't think of this one. There was a Scooby-Doo snowman. Oh, that's right. It was, it was um, electronic. Right. Well, I remember it was a big, like, thing. They used, like, advanced weather technology. <laughs> and they had this, like, little electronic control pod inside the snowman. And when it melted, the pod, like, popped out. Yeah, it was um, destroying chimneys in the town... Because it was trying to find bars of gold. And apparently there's an old legend about something about someone putting gold in the chimney. And in the end, it turned out that one of the chimneys was made from the bars of gold. Ah, so now, it was I don't true. know how that survived heat. For <laughs> all those years. I did not remember all of those details. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah Cindy probably watched, re- she probably watched it recently. <laughs> I was going to say, she is well, remembered our it. Scooby-Doo. She's our Scooby-Doo... Expert. What do you even call a, a Scooby Doo? Like, do they have a fan base name? Are they Scooby Heads? Are they Doo Heads? <laughs> Doo Heads. <laughs> <laughs> the Doos. The final one that I have that that you guys don't think is worthwhile to be called a snowman is the Abominable Snowman or the Yeti. And the history of the Abominable Snowman goes back before the 1800s in the legends of several Himalayan peoples but really picked up in the 20th century when climbers started to turn their attention to the Himalaya. Eric Shipton documented some mysterious prints in the snow in his 1951 Everest attempt. And there were some other ones too. So that makes me think of Disney. Yeah, so it seems like there's a mix of like things made of snow and, and real <laughs> creatures. Creature and, and that's right. I would tend to call them fictional creatures of snow, but yes. Well, I don't know about the Yetis. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Is that going too far? Calling them fictional is unproven. That's true. Whether they're real or fictional. So, in the interest of continuity, I will drop the Yeti from there. Boom. But I still think the Bumble is worthwhile <laughs> since it's cartoon. Anyway. Wait, so does that mean that cartoon Yetis are on the board? Because I think that there was another Scooby-Doo with a, car- with a Yeti. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that was just a shot. That was a shot in the dark for me. <laughs> it was a snowboarding Yeti. <laughs> of course yeah, it was. I kind of remember that. Yeah. So now I'm going to give you some just different snowman interesting fun facts. 
The biggest snowman is actually a snow woman named Olympia. She was created in Bethnal, Maine in 2008. She stood 122 feet tall and was named Olympia to honor the U.S. Senator representing the state of Maine, Olympia Snow. I think that's hilarious. I would love to have, well, no, I'd like the last name Moon. But still, <gasps> Snow would be a fun last name. Why she named her son John? <laughs> John Snow. Yeah, that would be funny. So they used a crane to build Noel. She wants Randy's attention and isn't getting it. They used a crane to build the giant snow woman, which didn't melt until July of that year. Wow. Wow. Yep. Then there's Switzerland. So every year since 1818, the people of Zurich, Switzerland, celebrate using a snowman named, I'm going to call it Bug. B-O-O-G-G. Bug. So the third Monday of April, a cotton snowman named Bug is stuffed with dynamite, then paraded through town. <laughs> no kidding. This is in so many sites. Part of the tradition, local blacksmiths, bakers, and various other tradesmen throw all sorts of sausages and bread to the crowd. At the end of the parade, Boog is placed on a 400 feet high pile of scrap wood. The bells of the Church of St. Peter chime six times, representing the passing of winter and the starting of spring. And then it is lit on fire. What? Winter is officially <laughs> over as soon as the snowman is blown up. The good folks here also believe that the shorter the combustion, the longer the summer will be. Wow. Isn't that yeah. funny? And it's like, look, it's like this this huge cotton snowman. Like, hmm. it's like so funny. The earliest snowman photo is recorded in the National Library of Wales. The photo was taken in 1853. And it was a lot of times back then... Photographers liked their subjects to be very still. And this was a woman, which is also unusual, who had a camera who was taking a picture, I believe it was of her nephew, building a snowman. So that's the earliest recorded photo. So that was 1853. Hmm. Teeny tiny snowman. In 2009... Scientists at the National Physical Laboratory in West London created the world's smallest snowman. This mini was just 0.01 millimeters. So 0 0.00039 inches. Wow. It was created using tools designed for manipulating nanoparticles. Wow. Isn't that interesting? Like somebody said... And there's a cute little picture of it too. Yeah. And it looks like a snowman. Look at the very bottom. Oh, wow. That is, like, super detailed. I imagine them, like, like just a little one, two, three. All right, we got a snowman. Right. <laughs> wow. It's actually really neat. I mean, I, I definitely encourage the listener, if, you know, you aren't, like, driving or anything, to look up the world's smallest snowman. Yeah. It's intriguing to me that somebody thought, I'm going to build a snowman with my nanoparticle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. It's like, it takes all kinds. The first illustration of a snowman appeared in a book called The Book of Hours in 1380. Wow. That's pretty old. That is very old. Karen Schmidt from Minnesota owns 5,127 snowmen and counting. She has the biggest collection to date. Wow. Japan holds the Guinness World Record for the most snowmen built in one hour. 
An incredible 2,036 snowmen were built in just 60 minutes on February 28, 2015. <laughs> That's wow. Funny. And then there is um, a private residence named Billy Powers who erects a snowzilla every pre-Christmas season in his front yard since 2005. Snowzilla is a giant snowman that has attracted attention on its first appearance. On its first appearance, and so has returned every year due to popular demand. Not everyone likes Snowzilla, though. <laughs> One of Billy's neighbors complained that the 22-foot snowman, which features beer bottle eyes, a carrot nose, and a corncob pipe, was resulting in heavy traffic and warned of safety concerns in 2008. City officials issued a cease and desist, which prevented Snowzilla from being completed. But just a few days later, Snowzilla was completed on the lawn, although Billy Powers denied making it. <laughs> the next year, following public outcry, Snowzilla returned without interference. <laughs> now, interestingly, snowmen at one time, illustrations of snowmen were used to sell alcohol, which okay. is just funny. It's a popular subject for illustrated print material at the turn of the century. In the Middle Ages, snowmen were a phenomenon built with great skill and thought. At a time of limited means of expression, snow was like free art supplies dropped from the sky, is how it was put. No, that's funny. Yeah. It was a popular activity for couples to stroll through town to view the temporary works of chili art. So not only would people make them, but people would go enjoy them also. You know, there was the commercial, it was a very famous one of like a, it was a snowman and a young boy and it was like a beer commercial or something like that. No, I think it was a soup commercial. It was a soup commercial and then um, a beer commercial because it, it um, satirized this. Oh, oh, well, you're talking about another one. So you're talking about the, it was a commercial of a young of a snowman being outside and then coming inside and holding some soup and then it would melt and it was a young boy. Yeah, no, it wasn't. So you're that saying one. that there was That was Campbell's. No, this one it's like Okay, I have no idea what you're talking about then. That's a, it is another one, but it was like this boy and um he had a really he was singing and it was it was really funny, but um I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look because this is driving me crazy, but sorry, go on. Because when you said the alcohol, I'm like, oh. That reminded you. Yeah, triggered... something more modern. I don't know why they do that, though. <laughs> Compared, you know, pairing, but. There's two more I'm going to tell you about. Two more interesting snowman fun facts. One is the miracle of 1511. During six straight weeks of snow in Brussels in the winter of 1511, the town held a festival in which residents built more than 100 snow people in various scenes. In the history of the snowman, Bob Eckstein writes that some of the snow people scenes were some of the earliest examples of both political cartoons and some that maybe were not necessarily supposed to be out among people. <laughs> maybe it should have not been out there. And it, but it was too early to have photos of the miracle of 1511. And then finally, Michelangelo. And this surprised me. Michelangelo was a young artist, was in the service of the Florence ruler, Piero de' Medici. Is that right, Cole? Is it Piero or Piero? Piero. It's Piero de' Medici, and it's uh, someone from Florence is called Florentine. So it would be the Florentine leader, uh, Piero de' Medici. 
okay? So he only had a vague sense of what he wanted of Michelangelo. So Michelangelo was usually sent for his advice on what Medici should buy rather than what Michelangelo could create. In 1494, Medici was finally struck with inspiration after a heavy snowfall. He ordered the 20-year-old sculptor to create a snowman in the courtyard of his palace. No description of the piece survives, although eyewitnesses were quoted as saying it was very beautiful. Mm -hmm. So it would be interesting to note what a Michelangelo snowman would have looked like. Yeah. It's interesting to think if it looked more like kind of a kind of a plumpy shaped or if it was like a sculpture right. kind of snowman. Yes, that's exactly right. So there we go. There are the snowmen. Sydney, did you find your I did. beer um, commercial? <laughs> Iron Brew, I-R-N-B-R-U's, iconic The Snowman, so it's a um, beer commercial, has been named the most memorable Scottish Christmas ad on TV. It's a cheeky take on the classic Raymond Briggs Christmas short, features several of Scotland's most famous landmarks, and even a guest appearance by Nessie. Oh, that's funny. In a landslide victory, it was named top by 54% of Scots, more than seven times the amount of the second place ad. The famous clip is also one that Scottish people are looking forward to, to seeing on screen um, during the festive seasons. According to survey by Scott Pulse, which claims that the snowman was a symbol to the nation that Christmas has well and truly arrived. That would be fun to look up. Everybody can look up the Scottish beer commercial snowman. Yeah, Iron Brew's iconic The Snowman. So, quick question. So, we're counting the Yeti as a snowman. Are we also counting, like, Nessie as the snowman? And, like, Sasquatch and all those other kind of... I dropped the Yeti. Oh, okay. As the snowman. Although he is called the Abominable Snowman, literally. His other name. Is he called Snowman or Snow Monster? Snowman. The Abominable Snowman. It's true. Are you, are you sure? Is that one of those Mandela effect things? No, nope. it's true. It's true. Well, it's true. Well, it's true. So thank you. That was a very fun, snowy topic. Yeah, very fun. I found out some interesting things about snowmen that I had not known before. Just for my own sort of benefit here, I just Googled it. Uh, Bumble is what Yukon Cornelius calls the abominable snow monster in the Rankin-Bass short film. Well, he's an abominable snowman, so... Bumble counts. Move on, Cole. <laughs> Move on to your topic. That was for my own gratification. But <laughs> um, so I wanted to to kind of get together and do a do a game here, but something that would be really easy and maybe we could learn a little more about each other. So uh, we can all use our phones for this. Like if we were in person, we'd probably use pen and paper, but. The basic concept is that everyone, I'm going to, I'm going to say a question and each time there's a sort of a judge, the person that the question is about, like if I ask dad, okay, what's your favorite color? He's not going to say it. Everyone else writes down what they think his favorite color is. If somebody gets it right, they get two points. If nobody gets it right, dad gives one point to the, the answer he likes the best. Okay, start with that. We'll start with that one because I know the answer to that. So, so are you keeping score, Cole? Yeah, I'm keeping score. Basically, Valentine's Day kind of questions. Okay. All right, so these are all about Valentine's Day. Let's start with Mom, then, as the kind of the judge here. 
The first question is, should be easy for mom to answer. Remember, don't answer yet. Chocolate or flowers? Hmm. That's a hard one. It is. It changes over the years, so. Okay. My answer's locked in. Sure. Same. Okay. Okay, yep, same. Okay, uh, why don't we go from mom's clockwise, and I'll be, I'll be between dad and Sydney. Okay. Because that's, that's what I can see here. I put flowers. Okay, I put chocolate. I did chocolate. It's chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> so, Cole and I both get two points? Yes. Okay, so then it goes Sydney. In Sydney's opinion... What is her favorite spot to be on Valentine's Day? What is my favorite what? Spot to be on Valentine's Day. Is a spot like a place? Like a location? A place. Yeah, place. You got your spot? I think so. Okay. Cool, you're first. Okay. I put home. I was even more specific. I said in her room. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's at her home with Noelle. Well, now I'm second guessing my answer. Well, well what's your answer? Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, so, so you get to give one point to your favorite answer of the three of us, right? The answer you like best. So home, home in my room. Home, oh. your home with Noelle. Mom, I'll give mom. Uh, obviously, she right. did a little cheat answer there. <laughs> gets one point. She did a pander answer. I figured it was wherever Noelle was. Noelle obviously would be in the car with me. True. <laughs> Okay, so for me, the question is, where do I think is the most romantic place in the world during, like, February kind of time frame? In the world? In the world. It's a big place. Are you looking for a country? You can give me a country or a, or a city or... There are some places that are, like, more romantic than others. Think about me, too, not just... But remember, somebody gets a point, no matter what. All right. Ready? So I'm going to say Italy coastline. Okay. Oh, that was a good one. Good job. I was just going to say India somewhere. Because <laughs> he loves India. Mine was also Italy. And it was also either like in a nice restaurant somewhere where you can see you have like a nice view of the ocean. Like Santorini. Yeah. That's not Italy. Oh, that's, that's Greece. Greece. <laughs> but Santorini is nice. But so you tricked your like daughter that. into out of getting a point. <laughs> no, she said Italy. I said Santorini. Yes. Uh, my answer is St. Petersburg. I think that it's very sort of magical, ethereal. Something about Russia in the in the snow with the canals is very sort of otherworldly, kind of like stepping back, you know, 100, 200 years. Interesting. I wouldn't have guessed that, Cole. But... I still give somebody, so I guess I'll give Dad. My second choice would have been Venice, so I guess I will give Dad the, the point there. All right. That was good. Good mm -hmm. thinking. Okay, my turn next. So for Dad, this one's trickier. This might have to be a you give one person a point. Uh, what is your favorite Valentine's Day movie? Or movie to watch around Valentine's Day? Like with Mom. I don't think I have one, Cole. Maybe give me a different question. Yeah, that's, that's a really hard one. Okay, so, other question. Where do you rate Valentine's Day among other holidays? Okay. And I'm looking for a number. You're looking for a number? Yeah. So there are 12 permanent federal holidays, but there's also a couple others that aren't 
there's like a couple that are like Halloween that aren't federal holidays. Right, right. Like Valentine's isn't, Halloween isn't, Easter isn't. So there's a number of other ones that are big holidays. Um, all right. Uh, Beth, Beth's still counting. I don't know. So I just, I just spitballed it. I got it. Okay. You're first. Oh, um, eighth. Eighth? I thought you said you got it. Well, I'm going to say seven because I was between seven and eight. I was too. I was like going to say seven and then I'm like, hmm, I'm going to throw it in. I wrote nine. Okay. All right. So it's fifth. Actually, yeah, she really like it Valentine's Day. So there's Christmas, yeah. New Year's, uh, Thanksgiving, yeah. Halloween, Easter. So, no. So, I'm, July. so I'm closest. Because I was seven, yeah. eight, nine. Yeah, so Sydney's closest. Fourth she gets, of July. So you get one point, Sid. Cool. Yeah, I would put it after Christmas, Halloween, Thanksgiving. And then the other one I would put in there is Easter. And then I would put Valentine's Day. Really? It's it, before Fourth uh, of July? Yeah, I just really like Valentine's Day. It's like a nice quick hit <laughs> holiday. It's a nice, and it's in a nice time of year. There's not a lot else going on. Okay. I like it. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. yeah. I'm very romantic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just because you're not. I was thinking that the other day. Randy's so romantic. <laughs> okay. Uh, who's next? Mom. So, would you rather, this is multiple choice. Not a multiple choice one for mom. Would you rather cook a meal together, go out together, or order in? Cook a meal, go out, order in. Okay. And you're first. It depends. Well, you have to come up with something. You, you have to produce an answer. Yeah. It's just a multiple choice. Pick one. I would say order in. Um, I said cook a meal. And I said go out. Yeah, go out. <laughs> it's definitely uh, it was go either out. go out or order out. <laughs> I don't have to cook. I don't have to clean up. Somebody else is serving me. You so can just yeah. sit and enjoy it. I can. And yeah. If it's not right, you can tell them it's not right. Yeah, or just go home and eat something fun. All right, so this is Sydney next. So, Sydney, what is Sydney's ideal Valentine's Day weather? Okay. Your first call. Okay, I wrote down my answer. Um... My answer is too cold, snowy, watching Scooby-Doo inside. I did snowy, but able to get around. So pretty snow. Okay. I was thinking for Valentine's Day, for February, on the warmer side, so that she can just go do whatever she wants, wherever she wants, whenever she wants. But on the warmer side, so she's like, has a light jacket, doesn't need the bulky stuff. Yeah, probably in the 50s. It's a long answer. Mom was right, though, <laughs> with the long answer. <laughs> Mom gets two points. All right. Good job. Okay, so for me, who do you think will win the Super Bowl? Oh, wait, sorry. That got mixed in with other February questions. Not the Ravens. No, not the Steelers either. If we don't know that. I'm in Tampa, so since my Ravens aren't in, go Buccaneers. Okay, so what do I think is one of the most important parts of keeping a relationship together. Okay, I have my answer. I have mine. Give your answer. I'm first. I'm, I've got my answer. Okay, I'm going to call it quality time together. <sighs> that was mine. I'm going to say spending time together <laughs> in a quality way. <laughs> <laughs> mine is communication. Okay, that's good. None of you got it right. I'm going to give the point to Sydney, though. I said being able to say sorry slash I was wrong. Oh. 
I thought you were going to go slash I was right. I was right. <laughs> Sorry, I was but... right. But <laughs> no, I, that's one of the most helpful things I think in a relationship that I've experienced so far is just if we're mad at each other, it helps so much to be able to say, sorry, I was wrong. There's a famous saying, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy <laughs> in a relationship? I've heard that. And then and then the man said, I've been happy for 36 years. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Good. Okay. That was funny. Let's end with uh, one last question here. So let me just give give the scores real quick for everyone. Sydney and I are tied with two, mom has three, and dad has five. So this last question is just going to be for everyone. It's an opinion one, uh, and there's going to be no points on the line. So dad, congratulations. You are the winner of the Valentine's Day game. You won. You won. The last thought piece question is, when do you think is the most reasonable time for Valentine's Day decorations to start coming out in stores? Oh, for me, I think a reasonable time is January 3rd or 4th. I was going to say first week of January for me, I think, is, an, is a fine time. Yeah. Not during Christmas. Not during Christmas. Is <laughs> Not during Christmas, yeah. What do you think? I would say the second week of January. <laughs> you want to wait a little longer. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm thinking if it's the second week of January, you still have time to get them and to put them up and enjoy them. But first week is still fine too. I wish they would wait to do Christmas after Christmas sales till after New Year's just to enjoy the season a little longer. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I would say it's okay. January's fine, but I prefer it not during Christmas, like Sydney said. Absolutely. I think we can all agree on that. So we all got the same answer. So we all get points and nothing has changed. <laughs> Yay. Yay for me. Thank you, Cole. Fun holiday. Uh, topic with Valentine's Day. Uh, Noelle's getting a little bit nippy and playful right now. <laughs> oh, no. Come, here. Come here. Come here. So we have our future festivities, Noelle, and that's, that's the end of the podcast. Our future festivities are for January 31st. January 31st is National Hot Chocolate Day. February 1st is Chinese New Year. This is the year of the tiger. Oh. February 2nd is Groundhog Day. It's also called Candlemas. February 3rd is Feed the Birds Day. February 4th is the Winter Olympics in Beijing. The Winter Olympics in... The Winter Olympics in Beijing. In Beijing. Off with her. Off with her. No, I have more to do. <laughs> February 5th, National Weather Person's Day. Okay. February 6th is Super Bowl Sunday. February 7th, National Football Hangover Day. February 8th, Laugh and Get Rich Day. February 9th, National Pizza Day. February 10th, National Umbrella Day. February 11th, National Inventors Day. February 12th, Lincoln's Birthday. And February 13th, Galentine's Day, the day before Valentine's Day. So uh, you can find us on social media. We're on Twitter at holiday underscore moons. On Instagram, we're at holiday moons, one word. On Facebook, you can find us by searching holiday moons in the search bar. We have a Facebook group and a Facebook page. 
And you can email us at any time at holidaymoons at gmail.com. And I will say more people have started to use the email, so feel free to email and I will attempt to respond to you and any questions you might have. So for Randy, Sydney, Beth, and Cole, happy Valentine's Day. Day.
Thank you.